Hello everyone, welcome to Security Unleashed podcast, where we teach our audience how to stay private and secure online, and we share our collective knowledge and experience in the field. I'm Alex Amirian, CEO and co-founder of Stingle Photos, and welcome my co-host Malte Kiefer. Hello everyone, welcome back again. And today we want to speak about what is web tracking and why companies need it. We want to show you the ways how the tracking is working. And then we want to also show you how you can protect your privacy and how you can you protect yourself for these uh, technologies of tracking. So first of all, we want to start with the basic things like everyone knows cookies. When you browse on the internet, and on many web pages, you get a banner, information banner, that the um, website is using cookies to identify yourself and uh, for better uh, advertising and stuff like that. So a cookie you must uh, think about is a little file on your computer where you can save as a developer some informations like uh, a session key so you know it maybe when you have a login you can make a checkbox that you want to stay uh, online or you want to stay logged in and so a session key is saved inside this text field and when you go back on the website the um, site is searching for this cookie and so you already logged in but uh, it's also used for tracking so the companies put inside a cookie identification key that is only connect with you. So let's start, you go on Amazon and search for a towel and you log in and then buy a towel. So Amazon is putting a ID cookie on your computer. And so you search on different sites in the internet and when these sites have included Amazon information system, this key uh, this uh, technology search for the cookie on your computer and so it find out okay you are uh, John Doe with the idea XY and so he can connect all the strings together and put it in the database and so they can track you all around every site so maybe you know it when you uh, make a Google search for towels and then two weeks later you go on Amazon and Amazon shows you all towels. That is the connection here. So it's a really easy technology and it's really easy to stop this technology. We will come to this back later. But um, yeah, that is how we track with cookies. Yeah, but by the way, uh, so uh, can you please also tell us like why uh, companies need tracking and why, why is this a thing at all? Ah, okay, I missed this part, sorry. Yeah, um, why companies need tracking? So, um, the most companies in the in the internet make their money with advertising. And advertising um, is a big part of the companies. So, how you can make a good advertising? So, when the internet was starting, you see many web pages with a lot of banners all over the web pages that shows you advertising by this product, by this product. Yeah, lots but of irrelevant ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things you don't need. And that was really crazy because you see advertising that not come in touch with you and you don't be interested in that. You can think about it like you drive on the street and there are a lot big banner pages with maybe special things for closing or technology, but you don't interest it, so you drive by them. So why is the advertising companies using Tracker? Because it's really easy because they can use this technology to find your interest. So when you're a guy that um, really into gaming, so maybe you search for gaming hardware, gaming keyboards, mouse, uh, uh, headset, stuff like that. So the company tries to show you advertising that match this part of your interest. So they don't want to show you clothes. They don't want to show you uh, maybe holidays or to buy a car or something like that. They want that you find the product that you need. So they will show you um, advertising for this stuff like um, keyboards, mouse, microphones, headsets, uh, displays or um, hardware stuff like a new computer 
and stuff like that. So when you make the first search on Amazon or some other page uh, about these hardware, they place a tracker in um, like a cookie or a local storage. We will come to that later. And then when you go on the next side, they find you that you are this person that search for that topic and they can show you all over the internet advertising for this um, the stuff so first you can say okay it's nice to to get only the product that i need but like i said before it's tracking so they put it on all websites and um, so the, for the companies there's a higher percentage that you buy that product over the advertising that you click on the advertising and the click on the advertising produce the money for the company so that's the reason why the companies use tracking uh, to get only the right product for you so uh, yeah, sorry uh, but uh, the thing is uh, let me uh, add, add something so uh, if it was just for advertising, we all will be very glad and very thankful for that. So we don't see irrelevant ads and ads are a little bit nicer for us. But the real problem is that over time, they accumulate a, a large profile on you, a very detailed profile. And even uh, this profile can contain things that uh, are very private for you. And uh, also this data can be used by governments, by special agencies uh, and all the, all the contractors of these companies. So this is like a lot of privacy leakage and uh, privacy infringement. Uh, it's, overall, it's not a good thing. That's the main problem for us. So it was, if it were just for advertising, it will be okay, but uh, sadly it's not. Yeah, yeah, but it started with advertising, first of all, and after that, um, the companies use it to first to to make better products. Like um, when you have one Google product, so that you can use the other Google products and some stuff like that. And but after the last years, so many people don't want to in invest money in the internet, like to pay for a service. So th how they can. Um, uh, yeah, get the money to pay all for that services. The companies use your personal information. So that's the reason. They use your information. They make big data profiles like Alex said before. And they sell this information to the best um, yeah, to the best buyer. That's, that's the reason why they use tracking. Because they are so they can fill up your profile. So everything you do in the internet, uh, you must take it like it's be a part of your profile. So... You must think about yourself. It's really necessary to post on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok uh, all your personal information. Is it really necessary that the internet knows everything? Because one sentence is really true: the internet never forget. So when you post one thing before, the internet will never forget. And um, not, not my just, friends, and not not just about posting. So, for example, I can control what I post on the Facebook or on the Instagram or on the Twitter, for example. But if I search something or I don't know, I do something on the internet and I don't post it anywhere, like deliberately, it's also getting collected and then added to my profile. That's the real problem. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I want to say that this is also a big part, and um, I don't know. Uh, often with my friends I said uh, I'm really um, happy that when I was younger and do stupid stuff that uh, there was no internet that uh, <laughs> I have posted on so there was no pictures on the next day on the internet about the stupid thing um, and so today many people don't uh, thought about what, what I post in the internet they post everything and uh, search everything and look for everything and it's, uh, like you said, it's a big profile that we, uh, will be created for your personal, for you, for you as person. So, and the companies can use it for everything. And uh, like uh, in our first podcast, the, these are the metadata that really, really interesting for everyone out there. Okay, let's okay. return to the tracking technology. So how it's all done, how they collect uh, all, all these profiles. So please continue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like I told before, like cookies work. So, what is local storage? 
Local storage is, uh, is a storage that every browser has and uh, this uh, storage is also used by many JavaScript products and there you can store also information like uh, a super cookie or yeah like also uh, login informations or something like that and that is accessible through all websites when they have the special key for that so it's something like cookies but uh, in a better design and um, yeah companies use it like the same like cookies they place information in that local storage and call for that local storage and um, the best thing here to prevent uh, the local storage is to use the private mode or to be a part of the private mode to prevent uh, from using cookies and local storage so that's private mode is not really um a private browsing is not really prevent from everything but uh for for this too it's i think it's the best to use here the the private browsing because many is um when you when you deny the access to the cookie storage or the local storage many websites not working anymore because javascript is using a lot of local storage technology and so it's not really a good way here to to block everything because many websites not working so it's maybe the best thing to use here the private mode and then when you close the window all this uh, storage is cleared and the cookies are cleared too yeah or what do you think here alex uh yeah uh, actually uh, th that's correct but the thing is uh that private browsing mode is often considered as safe thing to do but actually it's not it's not like it will not help with blocking tracking or building your profile so if you are browsing normally and then you open private browsing mode and so all the websites are immediately are able to recognize that it's it's you oh oh it's alex again <laughs> so how, how it's done so this is a this is called a browser fingerprinting which is actually very very difficult to get rid of and block and mitigate because it's it's like impossibly it's simple but it's very hard to to get away from that so what it is um for example, you visit some website, for example, I don't know, example.com. Uh, this website, uh, when your browser makes an HTTP query to get the uh, contents of the website, browser also sends, as part of a query, it sends a lot of HTTP headers. So in the headers will be like the browser version, the build number, your operating system, uh, what kind of protocols do, do your browser support? Uh, what kind of, I don't know, HTTPS ciphers your browser support? Furthermore, your, uh, when the page loads, it will load some kind of a JavaScript that, will also, that also can enumerate number of your installed extensions, uh, versions of each extension, and uh, if you think about it, you, you, your browser is one of many, right, on the internet that visit this particular website. Uh, if you have s some bits of information, like the IP address of the person, the browser version, the browser OS, screen size, uh, number of extensions, uh, version of the extensions, etc., uh, etc. Et so uh, if you c add this bits of information you're narrowing down a pool of people uh, and uh, eventually you get to one so as as many bits of information you can collect from this particular browser and you will you will finally uh, narrow it down to one so you will be able to uniquely identify this particular browser on the internet no matter what no matter how it he clears his cookies he clears his local storage its ip is changing doesn't matter you can uh, you can again like uh, identify that this is this is alex again so <laughs> i cleared all my cookies i i don't know i changed my ip i went from my wi-fi to for example 4g connection doesn't matter oh this is alex again <laughs> so this is very uh, difficult to mitigate because you have to uh, pretend to change your browser in such a way to get lost in the crowd 
So this is it's quite difficult, and we'll speak about that in the second part of the show. Yeah. Also, the problem with cookies. Uh, so one thing I want to add to the cookies uh, part. Uh, so there, there are so cookies are normally how they were designed. So website gives your browser a cookie. So it's a bit of some kind of information, some kind of a string, and. Uh, the agreement is that your browser will return that bit of information with every consequent request until the cookie expires or something like that. And normally your browser returns co these cookies to the website that you are visiting, right? So if google.com gave me some cookie, my browser will return that to google.com. But now imagine I went to example.com and that page has an ad which points to google.com so it ad should be pulled from the google.com so i my browser has loaded example.com and then it sees that there is a javascript or to show ad and it goes to uh, google.com to load that ad and in the process and my browser says oh this google.com oh i have a cookie for google.com so it returns this cookie back to Google and Google now knows that I am on the example.com and I pulled this this ad from there so this is Alex again and he pulled ad from example.com then I'm going to example2.com and there is ad there too and I pull the same ad, game yeah again. <laughs> same game again so it's like I'm pulling the ad from google.com and I'm returning cookie so this cookie to google.com is called third-party cookie because uh, I'm not uh, on the google.com right now and I'm pulling it from other web page so that's why it's called third-party cookies so fortunately uh, you can block third-party cookies on uh, all all major browsers right now and I will definitely uh, advise you to do that immediately uh, and not much will break on the internet after that but uh, we'll get to that topic a little bit yeah, later. I think mm -hmm. important information here is that all the companies using all these technologies so not only Google use cookies and Amazon is using only locked storage and the next one is only using f browser fingerprinting all this company use all this together so they, yeah. that they get all the information like Alex told before when you shut down uh, your browser and clean your browser you remove all the cookies you clear your local storage you use a different browser you use uh, different extensions and stuff like that all the information they get before from you like uh, the cookies you used before the IP addresses used before all the browser fingerprints before make a big picture of you so it's really difficult to get rid of it because the companies use a lot of technologies to track you so like uh, when you use windows there are trackers when you use mac os there are trackers so when you use a mobile phone all always trackers are there so they, they make a big profile so it's really difficult so it's there are technologies like when you are a local area network and you you clean your browser and everything but there's also your google phone inside this network and google recognize okay there's only one 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 computer in that network there's only one android phone in this network with its users so this must be this user on the computer too so they put this in the storage in the profile and yeah so it's really hard to be free of tracker there will there are some technologies that will help you to reduce the tracker but uh to be true there's no way to to be free from every tracker but there are technologies you can reduce and make the, the companies really harder and difficult to create your personal profile so yeah okay. but uh, come, we will come back to the ways of tracking so the easiest thing is here the ip address tracking uh, when you go to the internet or you all all the traffic in the in the normal uh, network you get an ip address uh, there are two ip addresses uh, first is the ip address in uh, version 4 or the version 6 is a different uh, one so normally it's um, so when you go over your ISP to the internet, you the ISP give you an uh, uh, IP address you can use to surf in the internet. And when you disconnect from the internet, uh, the next person will get this IP address and 
normally after 24 hours they make a reconnect and you get a new IP address. It's not so important here now. But um, so IP address is your personal identifier address to go to the internet. And um, yeah, that's with version four. Uh, with version six, it's um, so that you have normally the uh, version six IP address the whole time. So it will never change. It's your IP address. So it makes really easy to uh, track this IP address and um, say, okay, that's Alex and so that's Malter and save it to the database. And so it's really easy to track you to, to yeah, which websites you visit. Because normally the normal web server, when you surf to a normal web server, they have a log file and they say, okay, person A, uh, um, the IP address A, wants to receive the information from website A and then the web server logs this to, to use it for different things like to monitoring how many calls go to the website, how many uh, people call the website, from which the website can maybe broken requests, from, from which IP address can maybe the attack on the server to block this, uh, the firewall will check that so many technologies use this IP address to identify it not you personally, but to protect the website or the server, or when you make uh, to uh, maybe when you use online banking, bank uh, will save your IP address to a database to say, okay, this person makes this transaction. So later when you say, okay, I don't want that, they can uh, look in the database, take the IP address, speak with your ISP and stuff like that to, to, to use it. So on the internet, many servers and technologies save this IP address in the first way to protect yourself, but also to, to create a profile. So, and for you, it's really hard to change your personal IP addresses. You can use uh, a VPN, then you can change your IP address, but that can be uh, difficult too here because there are also technologies, like we told before, they use then the cookies, the local storage and all the stuff before to identify it yourself here so don't think when you use vpn that you hold protected here i know that many vpn providers say that but that is yeah, not yeah. true that's really not true because all the other technologies i say it again um, you sit in a local area network google recognize your phone blah 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 repeat repeat what we say before so don't think the the advertising for many vpns here you are safe when we use our vpn software that is not true okay that there's a lot of also work you have done to do this and that's the reason why um many people uh, like script kiddies in the internet think okay i use the vpn and the police will not find me <laughs> when i make an attack on a server on a server and that's the biggest bullshit sorry for that so okay yeah so don't, don't trust that usual advertising for a vpn service will be like uh, full anonymity like full security full anonymity and you'd never anybody will never know who you are no that's not true because uh so as you see we're talking like point by point about many technologies of tracking and ip address only is one of them so vpn is important but it's not enough so you have to think about yeah. each of these point individually <laughs> so yeah if you want to change yeah, your yeah, address, it's vpn and but and, and by the way uh, guys please uh, buy pay for your vpn service buy from reputable like provider don't use uh, but because i know there are a lot of free vpns etc on the on the app store on the yeah, pl but play they store. make tracking too so i yeah, think so that's the, a good solution here that's how they make money so maintaining a vpn service and maintaining servers in different countries it's not cheap so they have to get money from anywhere and in general if you see something free i'll always think to, so how, how they are making money <laughs> Yeah, so when you want to know what is a good uh, VPN service, uh, don't be afraid. Uh, come to our Telegram group, ask the question, and we can recommend you some good service provider. We know that uh, these providers are safe and they don't use a lot of technologies to track you and they are good, have a good service and a cheap price. So, yeah, when you want to know that, come to our group. We will uh, later tell you the address from that group. Yeah, I think we can make a separate uh, episode one day about VPN. Yeah, service. okay, that's a good idea, Alex. So, 
So um, for the next uh, two technologies, we we let Alex talk about it because he knows more about that technologies because he is also here the Android uh, developer, and so I think it's the best when he speak about app tracking on uh, mobile devices. Thank you very much. Uh, but before uh, app tracking on mobile, I just wanted to add uh, something about Cookie's uh, story, <laughs> if you will. So when we talk about third-party cookies, I told that it's better to block them. And many browsers, uh, I, I think Safari is uh, blocking third-party cookies by default. And uh, I think Firefox is joining this team too. So a lot of browsers are blocking third-party cookies. And what what kind of uh, workaround advertisers came uh, came up with? So what they do? For example, I have a website, and I want to uh, put some uh, ads on my website to to earn money. So the advertising company tells me to uh, create a CNAME record in my DNS. So the CNAME record is a kind of alias uh, for some other domain. Uh, and what they do? For example, I have example.com and the advertising company says please create add.example.com and point it to my domain so after that uh, when my page displays an ad it's not pulling from google.com this ad uh, as in a pre previous example it's pulling from add.example.com which is which becomes effectively first party and it it effectively circumvents all the like all the third party cookie blocking but it has a, a lot a lot worse consequences there the thing is uh, this domain like add.example.com which i just created has gained access through all all of the cookies of example.com so if the example.com for example is a is a banking site or some important uh, stuff uh, important site it can steal your uh, login cookies because it has all because it's a first party domain it also has access to your login cookies and session cookies and it can steal your logged in session and do whatever you want so it's really really bad practice uh, it's called cname clocking by the way and it's uh, when i first learned about it i was like terrified it's 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 an awful awful idea and i don't know how the uh, site owners uh, agree to to create a cname record like this yeah because it's also a new technology and many browser have problems to block this technology so it's really hard to to find this uh, yeah it's very hard to, to find identify out. it yeah yeah so it's really hard to block this too so i think uh, that will be interesting but i think i read about that firefox tries to find a solution for that problem but i don't think that will be in the next weeks or months so that's uh, like uh, David and Goliath here, everything that uh, the browsers and the system and the community finds new, finds new ways to block this tracking and then the advertising companies find also new way to track. So we will always have a time here when you don't have a solution for a tracking system and Google has a lot of money and a lot of uh, good developers to find always new solutions to track you. So I. I don't want to know what they also have in their on their desk to 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 track you again. Yeah, you know why it's difficult for browsers right now to mitigate uh, CNAME clocking, because uh, browser is not making DNS query itself. It relies on the underlying operating system to do DNS queries. So blocking CNAME clocking is quite easy, right? You just make a you make just a DNS query and uh, after that you get that it's a c name and then you go to the to the domain that points to the c name and you see that this advertising company so it's really easy to block like that but you have to make these queries for yourself but right now the browsers are relying on the underlying operating system to make dns queries that's why a browser just says please give me ip address of add.example.com and it gets it and it doesn't know that it was a chain of c names for example in the in the meantime 
Uh, and by the way, uh, we had an ep episode uh, about DNS and we talked about Next DNS back then. And Next DNS, like blocking trackers on DNS level, this will mitigate CNAME clocking effectively because the, now the Next DNS is doing your DNS resolving stuff and it will see that it's an advertising company and will block this, this request. Okay, uh, so let's uh, get back to the app tracking. When, whenever you install an app on your mobile phone, these apps can track you and your actions very like more effectively even than on the web. So how it works. So app developers basically want to know how the users are using their apps, what they're doing, how much time they spend, etc. And for uh, to get all this, this kind of analytics, it's quite like, it requires a lot of effort to write your own analytics, right? So developers are, what are they gonna do? They're gonna use some easy to use stuff and easy to use stuff is Google Analytics, uh, Facebook Graph, for example, or some other third-party service. And all of these third-party services are collecting a lot of information about you and all kind of information that they can get from your phone, like, I don't know, saved Wi-Fi access points, files on, on your mobile device, I don't know, uh, number of installed applications, what kind of applications are installed in case of Android. They can get like, uh, they will collect all kind of information, whatever they can, and then they will be able to identify you because these companies are pretty large and lots of developers and lots and lots of apps have uh, common dependencies, common libraries, for example, like Google Analytics or Firebase or Facebook integration. And uh, this the same way that we websites were able to track you across, uh, across the web using cookies, using browser fingerprinting. Now they can do the same if you go from app to the next app to the next app and they can see that, for example, oh, Alex now using Instagram. Oh, now he's using some, playing some random game. Oh, now he's using some, I don't know, and build my profile according to that. Yeah, and uh, the the next interesting part is is the Firebase because uh, <laughs> it's quite like uh, uh, it's it's very sad story. So uh, if you want, so you saw that all all of the apps have notifications, right? So you install an app, it says, uh, "Can I send you notifications?" You say yes or no. But whenever you see that, it means this app has some kind of integration with Firebase, most likely. So Firebase is a service from Google, and it allows developers to send push notifications to the mobile devices, both on Android and iOS. And enormous number of apps rely on Firebase for notification delivery. So, and Firebase is effectively collecting all kind of information about you and building your profile and feeding your profile on Google. So this is really, uh, yeah, this is really sad, and uh, this was yeah. But you have this technology also on Apple. It's not only on a Google side. So yeah, yeah, you can yeah. use your uh, Apple's technology, and then you can use Google's technology separately to integrate notifications. But as I said before, uh, not many developers are going to this kind of effort to do it twice, and they will just use Firebase to do it once and have it on on both platforms. Yeah, that's true. But I want to say that, uh, that Google here, the only part that uses this technology to track you, that's also on the um, on the Apple phones and on the Windows phones too. Yeah. And uh, by the way, when we were creating Stingle photos uh, and we needed like push notifications when somebody is sharing album with you, you want to get like notification that you get a new share, right? And this was the problem because the only way to integrate with Google uh, notifications with on the on the Android was Firebase, and Firebase is not open source. And we have a rule that not, uh, all the dependencies of the app should be open source, and we are not including any closed source uh, code there. So we were unable to use that, and we just 
used uh, like workarounds to get notifications. That's why, for example, you you will see that uh, sometimes sharing notifications will arrive like 10 or 15 minutes later because it's, it's just it's just checking every every 10 15 minutes is just checking for the does it do i have new notification do i have new notification this kind of this is the was the workaround to make a pull not push okay uh, and <clears throat> the last uh, thing that uh, we want to talk about today is about the tracking technologies is google flock so what is what the flock <laughs> what is flock <laughs> yeah so the flock is uh, abbreviation it's it's uh, stands for federated learning of cohorts it's kind of strange name but they have like uh, it's, it has to be something connected with birds or something like that that's why it's it's flock so it's like flock of birds uh okay <clears throat> so uh, as as i said like uh, third party cookies are like dying uh, pretty much quickly in the right now in on the internet and google don't want to lose its targeting advertising and tracking etc and they came up with flock so what is flock so uh, your browser will look at your hi browsing history for the last week and will automatically assign you some flock id so there will be like many IDs, as you can imagine. So based on your interests, based on your browsing habits, etc., you will receive some kind of ID, which will not identify you uniquely. So you will be like uh, one from, from this particular flock group, right? So for example, if I like video games, I like programming and I like cryptography. So my browser will decide that, oh, this guy has to receive uh, this ID one two three four, for example. And whenever I visit some website, this website will get my flock ID and will be able to show me relevant ads. So uh, this is this technology is kind of controversial. Like some people say that it's a lot better than tracking and a lot better than uh, fingerprinting, etc., and tracking with cookies. And uh, the other part uh, are saying that this is like worse and it's one more thing in the in the collection of the things that we talked about already. <laughs> and it will identify you like more uniquely than ever. Uh, and frankly, I'm from the second group. Uh, so I think that's... Uh, like we both. Yeah, the, the, other, the other technologies are not going away anytime soon. So if we'd like kill uh, third-party cookies, okay, that's, that's good. But uh, this was just... Uh, I'm looking at my list. It was just one of the eight <laughs> technologies. Okay, we got rid of third-party cookies. Okay, but uh, yeah... But we added just one, which is very good, like uh, one more entr entropy, like reducing stuff to get you like uniquely on the internet. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think about Flack? Yeah, I think it's a really strange technology. And I, I think uh, I remember when the first time it came up in the internet, there are a lot of the communities that and then on the blog said there was a big uh, scream in the in the and um, tech groups and they think that will be the devil and so yeah but like we said before so it's a fight uh, david against goliath and we find ways to track uh, to block the tracker they will find a new solution so that's the normal way and that will be all the next hundred years i think so it's uh, that's normally then when we find a way to block they find a new technology so when we uh, find a way to to block flock or find a solution to get around flock they will find a new solution to track us with a new name but the same technology so yeah i think it's a, a new part of the puzzle but yeah it's okay. nothing new here from the from the way what they want they want to track you and create a profile to get more information from you to to get a better but uh, um, yeah, first to sell you more products and secondly to sell your information to the best buyer if it is a government or something like that. So we don't must think here that like uh, Google or Apple always tell their 
um, they don't are under the um, government and they are free and they like all people and free speech and some stuff like that. So we must here uh, say they can they say it often in the Western world, but there are some countries they hear to the government and a lot of information from this um, tracking sources go to their governments and uh, security services from these countries. Okay, uh, so next uh, we have some uh, recommendations how to get rid of the tracking and uh, stay more anonymous and uh, not not allowed to build up so so many so much detailed profile about you on the internet. Uh, but before that, uh, this episode is brought to you by Stingle Photos. So Stingle Photos is an open source end-to-end -end encrypted convenient gallery and backup app that encrypts your photos on your device with an unbreakable encryption before backing up. So your data is always safe from us as a provider, hackers, government or anybody else. No data leak is possible. Unlike other security-oriented software, Stingle Photos is really easy to use and feels like your ordinary gallery app. If you are seeking for a secure, zero-knowledge and privacy-respecting alternative to Google Photos or Apple Photos, please consider Stingle Photos. And uh, by the way, uh, Google have discontinued the free storage for Google Photos a few days ago. Uh, so if you are looking to pay for Google Google Photos and you better like check out the more secure version. So now of that, so now it will be like they're collecting all your information and then you're paying for them to, to collect your information. <laughs> so this is yeah. this is strange. So we have also the Stingle client in Android uh, Play Store, Play Store, and an Android Store, and I think we will release an iOS client soon. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, so iOS client is coming this month. And by the way, uh, to all Android users, you are able to buy a subscription now with Stripe. So we have accomplished that uh, last week, and yeah, we're we're really excited that all the users now can uh, can purchase a subscription without any problem. Yeah, I received the update today, so I think it will be now available for all Android users out there. Yeah, cool. So let's start with the anti-tracking measures. So we we to be uh, to be true, guys. Here, these are technologies that you can use. Some of them are easy to set up. Some of them are difficult to set up. But like I said before, like the companies use all these technologies to tracking, you must be aware that all of te these technologies you must use to protect yourself or um, a lot of them. It's not only when you use one, every tracker goes away like before. So yeah, you must maybe take a deeper look to all of them and find the best setup for yourself. And when you have questions, come to our Telegram group we can help you with that or they are for the most products we will recommend you they have a big community and they can help you to set it up and uh, you will find a lot of solutions there so first of all alex uh, what you start with ublock origin uh, so the ublock origin is a very neat browser extension which is available for for all major browsers and it basically has a lot of lists, uh, curated lists that are constantly updating and it can block uh, all kind of uh, advertising domains, uh, all kind of tracking domains and also it can sanitize the page for you so you don't see uh, any ads and, and also it really speeds up uh, page loading to be honest. But it's a first line of defense of your browser, so you're blocking uh, trackers and advertisers. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's really effective. Yeah, and it's really easy to set up, I think, and you can use uh, the standard configuration world. It's really, really good, but you can also create your own configuration and uh, filter lists here. So, um, and it's available for all uh, browsers, if it's Firefox, Vivaldi, Opera, um, 
Microsoft Edge, Chrome, Chromium, all these browsers you can find in the uh, store for, from each browser, uBlock Origin. And we really recommend to use this technology because it really helps you to get rid of all the wrong information on the site and like many newspaper use it to put a big um, advertising around the information and it's really annoying so use this uh, extensions for your browser so the next uh, anti-tracking measure we want to recommend you is the search engine it's really um, um, stupid to to block every tracker and then use Google search to search in the internet for your informations because then you have all the uh, put together and there Google knows okay Alex or Malta is search again how you can start your computer or some stuff like that so um, there are a lot of good search engine outside that uh, protects your privacy and there are like um, start page or DuckDuckGo, there are they use the Google um, search results. The, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know the Google search uh, search results, but uh, they put it to a proxy and hide your personal informations. So the Google proxy only sees our DuckDuckGo servers coming again, but not who is behind the search. So your the personal request is protected, and DuckDuckGo has also some nice extensions like generating passwords for you with uh, with a search command like uh, passwords at ten chars, and the uh, search engine will also show you a secure password. Some little stuffs like that. It's, it's also available for Android and iOS, and for iOS and Android you can find the whole app in the store that is also a complete browser and that blocks a lot of trackers and advertising too so um, I really recommend you to think about the search engine you use so and also which browser you use yeah so I know Google Chrome is a, um, one of the biggest browser already on the market and many people use it because it's easy to use a lot of technology and nice features but yeah it's from Google so it's the biggest trigger I think you can use so here you can use Firefox and stuff like that, and so yeah. Yeah. But, uh, by uh, the way, uh, if you if you are logged in on your Chrome with your Google account, then uh, yeah. everything else is uh, you can ignore because Google automatically get gets all, all your browsing history for syncing. So you you can yeah. like ignore bothering about anything else because it's over. Yeah, so to be true, I use I have installed Chromium, that's the open source part of the Google browser too, but only to to access a Google account uh, I use from my company because we use Google as backend for mail, but uh, that's the only reason I have Chromium. For the rest of the internet I use Firefox. It's easier and like Alex uh, said before, when you won the first time you log in with your Google account under Chromium or Google uh, Google Chrome, all the, they will track all pages you visit, all the requests you make, all the forms input, all the, the payment information you put in, all the mails you write through this browser and the webmailer, all this information get directly to Google. So uh, I don't think that's really, um, Interesting here and maybe also nice to know that Google um, will cut the information that the extension can use. So for uBlock Origin, it will be difficult to load all the lists because this list have a lot of hosts inside and the lists are already really big. And Google said, I think 50,000 will only be allowed. So it will be hard to, uh, to, to block all this information. So yeah, maybe you must have uh, thought about to switch to a better browser here. So yeah, let's uh, speak about the next technologies. Uh, first, uh, I wanna speak about, uh, or make a short hint about P-hole. Maybe here you can listen to the uh, uh, episode about DNS. We speak about P-hole too. So short here for you guys. P-hole is a system you can install on a Raspberry Pi or on a server, and it uh, will make the DNS, uh, make on the DNS part of the system uh, blocking for advertising and tracker. So not the browser do this, it's for the whole system. 
like when you use a Windows system, when you make a request um, like uh, Google, I need the Google IP. It already blocks all the advertising here on the DNS level, but uh, go to the episode about DNS and we speak about that before. So the next technology. Yeah, also, um, uh, also Pi-hole and NextDNS. So NextDNS I think is more convenient. So you don't yeah. need to have do any, any setups and it's always with you whether on mobile or, or at your home computer or laptop. Uh, yeah, so blocking uh, on the DNS level, uh, as I said, mitigates CNAME clocking and also like uh, your, your web pages and apps are not able to reach, reach out to the tracking domains to, to send all of the information that they have, they have collected. Okay, so yeah, I think that mm -hmm. the services are really nice, like NextDNS or um, Pihole, because they have on uh, NextDNS on their on their new account page, you can see uh, a statistic and you see how much uh, requests are blocked, and it's really interesting to see how many uh, calls are made when your phone lay on the on the on the table. You don't use your phone directly, but how many uh, connections are going to the internet and you see all the blocks that are coming through. So it's really uh, it's really nice also to see what also is all going on in the background from your phone or your computer when you don't sit directly on this on this thing here. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Exodus Privacy? Yeah, Exodus Privacy is a web page and an app for Android that um, is uh, you can use it to to find the trackers inside apps. So when you normally install an app uh, from uh, for Android, uh, maybe you guys know that when you go from uh, Apple Play Store, you click on the install button, it's directly installed on your system. And yeah, behind this, it's a technology, it's a package that's called APK. It's a package format that the developer created to put all the informations for the software together and then to roll it out and install. So Stingle has also an APK file and you install it and then this, um, you see a new app uh, icon is uh, on your home screen. So, but you don't know what's inside. You see maybe like Stingle, you see, okay, I can log in, I can uh, add photos and see all the photos. But what's inside? What's in the back end? What is like I told before? What's the what's running in the back end? And Exodus Privacy um, is a technology you can um, uh, search for an app, and when you don't find the app you are looking for, you can paste in the um, Google Play Store link directly inside, and they're looking how much tracker. Uh, inside this app and also they list all the permissions you give to the app maybe some of you guys knows when you open app and then they ask you can we access the contact so you click okay but that's an only the big big um, permissions that are showing up but they're only permissions they don't ask you for so then when you install an app that must use the internet they think okay this guy will use this app so he needs the internet, so we also granted this access. So you don't get an information, but yeah, it's using. So Exodus Privacy shows you all the permissions you gave to the app and you use it and install it and all the tracker. And then it's really nice to see that there are outside apps, like uh, maybe you guys know the meme site 9gag, that have, I believe, 20 trackers inside one app. Yeah. So and um, you can use it to check Stingle. We have no uh, we have no tracker inside, and um, yeah, it's really uh, really interesting to see how many trackers and many apps. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy, and this this is really nice because you can also check Android. Uh, Android apps, but Android have the 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 way don't include trackers or they mark it directly, which how many trackers are inside. Um, when you have an Android phone, I really recommend you to use Exodus Privacy only to to get an, an image how many apps from you have trackers inside. So use your search engine insert Exodus Privacy. You will find the website. You can search for your app or like I said before. Uh, insert your link uh, from the Play Store and, and we'll make a new checkup. And so you will see how many trackers. 
and um, the first time I used it I was really shocked that the apps that I use the, for the first time um, have so much tracker inside. Yeah. yeah, and by the way, so Exodus Privacy is a, is kind of just an informational app, so it doesn't block anything, it just gives you some sense what, yeah. what these apps are doing. Yeah, that's true. So it's not blocking, it's only showing. But I think for the first thing to see, okay, how much is my system doing in the background and how much tracker are available. But, but be aware, um, many apps have the possibility to in the settings to disable the tracker, like do you want to send information about crash and something like that. And uh, Exodus Privacy will still say there are the trackers inside because they don't check if you can uh, opt in or opt out this tracker, it only checks if the code has this tracker inside. So okay, though so that uh, don't uh, directly attack the developer, maybe you can find a solution in the settings to disable that. But uh, to be honest, you never uh, know. There, yeah. you never know. Yeah, mm -hmm. because I I know a German uh, there as a as a German uh, security researcher that tested these options on many apps, and he find out that the app is uh, also sends uh, the informations when you uh, opt it out. So mm -hmm. don't be aware. So yeah, why, so why I'm not surprised? <laughs> yeah. Oh, why? Why they use our informations without our uh, permissions? Hmm, strange. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about um, another way. It's for Android users here only. But um, yeah, you have the possibility to, to 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 when you have an Android phone, you have Google Play Store services. Um, these services are directly installed so that you can use the Play Store. They have all the trackers, uh, the standard uh, Google packages installed, like the Chrome browser, like the Google Photo packages, like uh, a feedback manager in the background, uh, like uh, the, uh, the uh, keyboard for your phone, like voice recognition and stuff like that. A whole of packages are inside. And a lot of them are directly um, in the core system you so you cannot remove these packages so there but to be fair for google all the products they made they have an open source base so no, like not all google, not google, google apps are yeah, not, not open all. source just the core android yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah I'm, I want to say that the core Android, but like uh, Chrome, uh, the Chrome browser, the Chromium browser is the open source base. And for Android, there's Android open source uh, project that has the core open, uh, the core Android without any um, inside stuff from Google here. So without all the, the pr um, protected and property uh, information from Google. So they are outside some some services that create an android system without all the google uh, information you can later install it but on the other hand it's for guys uh, that, that that don't want to use google systems like lineage os or graphene os or rattlesnake os or there's something some more you can install it or you can flash your phone with this uh, system it looks like a normal android but it is without Google. So you can only install the Android store and get your apps there, but you have not Google inside your phone anymore and there are no trackers in the background that send all the information to Google. Yeah. It's maybe interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. J just wanted to add just uh, this this is a very good solution and it uh, gets rid of Google and all the tracking and also your phone becomes a lot more responsive and better life like was is fantastically good after doing that but uh the thing is it's it's kind of for geeks so you have to know how to root your device how to flash uh, another operating system yeah. and also it brings up a lot of inconveniences of course you can't install an instagram you can install facebook you can oh yada yada like yeah uh, all but of you this can use it from the android store uh no, yeah but uh, there are many apps not that the original. are no, no, not on the android store so either yeah. you can get them from i don't know apkpure.com or something like that but it's not very trustworthy or you yeah. can use these services via browser which is not many, much convenient yeah. and you can they are um, also f 
when you decided to switch to an Android version without Google, you must also think about switching to use apps that are in the Android store that not your normal apps. So when you have apps that you must use for a company like uh, Google Chat or Slack. Um, Todoist or Slack, you can install it from a different uh, uh, different uh, source like Alex told before, but uh, you have no notifications here because you have no Google, so Google Firebase is not working, so you get no notification. Many apps in the Android store find a different solution like Stingle or Tutanotor, but uh, be aware when you don't have Google Play service and start, there's also a part of the Google Play Store is a Google Play, uh, Google Play safety net that checks if the phone is secure. So if you rooted the system, if you have something strange installed, and uh, many uh, banking and money apps uh, check if this uh, this app is installed. When you don't have it installed, the app cannot start. So be aware there are some sites outside in the internet that have a list which uh, apps are working without Google Play services. And maybe you must take a look um, in the Play Store, there, there are some information if this app is needing the Google Play Store services. So um, be aware before you switch all your apps, you clear your phone to check if everything you need is really working. Or if you can switch and only use the app version like Alex told before to make the banking maybe over the web browser and not anymore about the app because also um, that uh, notification not work anymore, so maybe you get no notification if there is a transaction on your on your bank conto, and yeah, so like um, WhatsApp is not working because you get no uh, no um, notification that you have a new message, so be aware of that. So I don't recommend to use WhatsApp. Um, so I'm really happy when you remove that from your phone, but. Uh, on the other hand, to be fair here, to get all the information for you. Thanks, Malte, for nice explanation. Uh, and the last thing we want to talk about is how to mitigate browser fingerprinting. So we told about like we have a lot of differentiating bits on our browser. And uh, now uh, I have a nice recommendation how to get lost you in the crowd. <laughs> of other browsers. So if you go to uh, privacytools.io, uh, so by the way, it's a very neat website uh, for this kind of stuff. And uh, on the top, there is uh, on the menu, if you choose browser and then Firefox tweaks, uh, it will bring you a list of different tweaks that you can make to your Firefox browser that will make you more like hard to differentiate from other browsers. So the basic uh, idea here is to go to about column config on, on your Firefox. And there are a lot of options there. And you put something in your search bar and you find that option and you flip it or change it from true to false or from false to true. Yeah, and you can find a lot of uh, tweaks on this page. And if you do them all, you will become more private. And uh, the most important uh, ones here are uh, there is like first party isolate and resist fingerprinting. So when you turn on resist fingerprinting, by the way, these two are developed by the Tor, Tor browser people that was uh, that are developing uh, Tor browser. We'll talk about Tor sometime later. Yeah, and uh, these are two options that are very good for. Uh, for making you more anonymous but be aware that if you like do all these tweaks here it will disable your webgl for example uh, location and cookie behavior and uh, a lot of stuff so you you will probably get some problems on some some websites yeah but uh, in return you will get more resistant to fingerprinting browser fingerprinting yeah uh, also very nice to know is that we in this episode we really recommend to use the Firefox browser yeah but be aware the Firefox browser when you install it it's not uh, out of the box secure so there are also some Google services that 
used by the Firefox server uh, browser. So uh, before you start, uh, use uh, the, the information that you get on privacytools.io and also um, then in the settings you have the possibility to switch the search engine because Firefox by default uses Google search engine too and also they use the Google safe browsing op uh, op uh, option to, to, to secure your browsing. So um, disable this, but it's also recommend on the privacytools.io page. And so don't install it and think, okay, no, I'm safe because I use uh, the Firefox browser. The only thing is Firefox gives you the, the, uh, the opportunity to, to disable all the Google uh, stuff here and to hardening this browser. That's the reason why we recommend you to use this browser because uh, on the other browsers you cannot make it and many other browsers uses all the Google base like Microsoft Edge has used Chromium so you cannot see if that is something used here Google because it uses a Google web store for the extensions and Firefox is the only browser, browser here that's free from that part so when you really want to use the Firefox take some time go deep in the in the configuration take really time to set up the settings correctly and then you can have a really secure brew, uh, browser and maybe like alex told there are some web pages uh, uh, not working or, or only some parts of the web so um, web pages not working but it's really um yeah we really recommend to you that here because it's the better way and uh, Firefox is a really nice browser and it's like not uh, many years before the browser is now really fast and they switched now on the latest version to a really nice design. So uh, yeah, it's a really nice browser. Yeah, you don't sacrifice your convenience when you switch to Firefox. Yeah, that's true. Okay, thank you so, very much. Yeah. Thank you too. Thank you to let me part again of this uh, nice uh, podcast. Yes, uh, thank you very much. And uh, by the way, this this podcast have a Telegram channel. So if you want to chat with us, have any questions or suggestions or anything like that, just visit uh, t.me slash su underline podcast. So again, it's t.me slash SU underline podcast. And the next episode will be about password security. How to secure yourself, stay secure online, how to deal with passwords, and also how developers should keep passwords on their databases, on their backend. How the correct way of doing that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we will hope you to see you soon in the next episode. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, guys, to listen to our wonderful podcast. And we hope you like it. And we also uh, hope you can come to the Telegram channel and give us some feedback about the podcast. And maybe, yeah, you can uh, insert some wishes you want to hear some information about in the next episode. Okay, thank you very much. See you next week on Security Unleashed. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.